You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, folks, and welcome to episode 95 of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. I'm your host, Brock Bouchotts, and this is the show for August 2021. I have decided to do a solo show for this month, um, and it's a, it's a bit of an odd one. Um, for reasons I'll explain in a moment, I'm in a somewhat reflective mood today, and I actually thought that there was a photography-worthy topic here. But it's not the usual kind of thing I, I tend to raise in this show, but I made the show intentionally broad so I could talk about anything. So let's do it. Um, I came to this topic by accident this morning. So today, as I record this, has been, uh, I guess, a red letter day, not as a celebration, but not not as a celebration. Um, you know, it's 2021, so we all know that the world is going through a bit of an odd phase. And very early in the pandemic, um, my grandmother passed away. And she was cremated. And a few years before that, my grandfather had passed away, and he had also been cremated. And the intention was that they would be scattered together somewhere. And with the pandemic as it was, they got delayed and delayed and delayed until finally today they have been scattered in the village in Belgium they grew up in. And because of the pandemic, I wasn't there physically, but I was able to attend virtually. And I've just sort of, you know, I had a day, I had a day off. Really, the only thing today has been about is thinking and people, thinking and people. And that got me thinking about the people who inspire, support is actually probably a better word than inspire my photography because i've talked about the things that inspire me i've talked about the you know the types of photography i like to do uh, yeah, i've talked about many many things but i've never talked about the people right good photography has i would say an emotional component to it and that means people so i was you know before the ceremony this morning um i wanted to go out and clear my head so I went out for a walk and I made the conscious choice to stick my macro lens in my pocket in the hope of finding some sort of appropriate something to photograph as a tribute to, I guess, primarily my grandmother, but both really. Um, and you know, she was a nature lover. Uh, she very much instilled nature in me. And so I just sort of made a point that I, I wanted to photograph something appropriate on my walk. It was a pretty miserable morning, I'll be honest. It, it, was, it wasn't 
quite raining at that exact moment, but it had been and would be raining. Um, pretty windy, very overcast, pretty miserable Irish morning. But I found in a sheltered spot where it wasn't being shook about by the wind, a beautiful clover flower it took a macro and I frankly think it came out quite well. And that was sort of, you know, a, an appropriate tribute. And, uh, you know, I finished my walk. We had the ceremony, listened to a lot of people describing my grandmother, my grandfather, and particularly the unit they were, uh, because they were an extremely close couple. And then, to clear my head, I went out for another walk. And I was, it was that point that I was reminiscing about the two of them. And I realized that both were very responsible for my keeping up photography. Well, maybe responsible is the right word. They, they helped. They contributed. They supported me. Um, and that then, I guess, got me thinking further about who else supported me. But before I move on to that, I, I just want to share how, you know, my grandparents in particular. A long, long time ago, I must have been 10 or 11 years old. And I still remember it, which, you know, tells you something. My grandmother was the first person who ever gave me a meaningful critique on a photograph. It was a landscape photograph taken in a place called Florence Court and on the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic. And it was a view from a mountain top framed by beautiful beech trees of the valley below. And my grandma says, look, Took a lot of pictures that day. Most of them, barely home, really. But this one, this one's special. Because this one, composition really draws to you. This one shows you have an eye for photography. If you take this much care with your photographs, it'll be amazing. Well, she made quite the impression on me that day because I am sure many people said many things to 10-year-old me. And very few of them I remember. That I remember. My grandfather, I guess, came into the equation a little bit later. But I, you know, it's easy to get started, build up a head of steam, and then lose interest, right? In, in podcasting world, the, the term was pod fading. So I'm sure there's like shutter fading or something. Or I just made up a word, but, you know, you know it's possible. And I probably could have very easily shut her faded. And I, I guess I initially took up photography in my very early teens, then became a teenager and didn't have any interest, and then took it up again in my 20s. And it could have very easily faded away. But my grandfather was very keen to encourage my photography. And one way he did it was by asking me, to provide him with background photographs for his computer screen. And so we actually set it up in such a way that there was a cloud-based folder, I think it was done with Dropbox, where I would drop photos into, and they would then sync to his computer, and his, his Mac would randomly cycle through the photographs. 
And if he had the same desktop for too long, I'd get a phone call saying, why hasn't, why hasn't there been new photographs on my screen? And just knowing that someone cared that I was taking nice photographs was enough to stop me, you know, shutter fading or whatever we decided to call it. It certainly contributed a lot. And so, obviously, my main focus today has been on, um, you know, remembering my grandparents, remembering their effect on my life, remembering them as people. But it did, you know, having those thoughts, having those memories did make me think, well, who else supports me in my photography? What other people should I be grateful to? Should I remember that they're helping me and, you know, And maybe all of us as photographers should take a moment to appreciate all of the people who help support us. So obviously there's many more family members. So my grandmother was very fond of nature and particularly fond of finding the beauty in the ordinary, which is definitely something that has been passed down to, you know, that she instilled in me. I don't know if it's genetic or whether it's learning, but either way, it's definitely something that got passed down to me. And my father's brother, i.e. my uncle, um, definitely also inherited that love of wildlife. And it's become a tradition that, you know, so he's my godfather, and in, in Belgium, godfathers are very important. Um, and so in younger life, the godparents play a very active role in the their godchildren, particularly around New Year's. And the, the you know, they, they support the child in practical and more enjoyable ways. So the the New Year's presents would always be half clothes or school books or basically half something to help the parents raise the child and have something to give the child a treat. Now, as a child, I didn't appreciate the you know, practical stuff. But now that I look back at it in hindsight, it's brilliant. You know, it, It's a way for the godparents to help the parents as well as the child. Um, very lovely tradition, actually. I wish, I wish it were done in Ireland this way. Uh, but in our family, and I don't know if it's something that everyone in Belgium does, but in our family, the tradition has become that when you turn 18... It reverses. The godchild does something nice for the godparent every new year, which I love. I love that as a tradition. And so my uncle is my godfather. And every year it has become a tradition that I will produce some sort of hardware, some sort of physical world, something nice, featuring my photography, featuring nature. And that really helps focus my mind and really helps keep me going. And it's always nice to be told, you know, that, you know, your work is appreciated. And similarly, my mom is one of those people who likes to encourage me to turn my photographs from abstract things on a computer into real world, tangible things, which she quite likes to have given to her, which is lovely. Frankly, it's really nice to see your stuff printed out physically in some form. And it's really nice for people to appreciate it and say nice things. Uh, definitely helps uh, keep things going. And uh, I think she likes the stuff. 
I don't think she's just humouring me. If you are a mum, don't uh, don't tell me you are. Um, anyway, and so that's I guess the obvious stuff, right? We all expect our family to support us, and I imagine, you know, um, I mean, e- even I mean, there are many other people in my family who also support my photography just by being encouraging. Um, it's also really nice when people respect you enough to ask your opinion, you know. I have a friend who's interested in, in getting started with photography. Would you have a chat with them? I'm thinking of buying a camera. What do you recommend? I mean, it's it's nice to be asked. It's nice for people to to respect you enough or your photography enough to, to ask your opinion and stuff. So that's really nice. But obviously, when you go beyond the family, then there's many more people in the world who help. And I guess the next circle around would be your trusted friends, right? And a lot of my trusted friends, I mean, some of them are from Meet Space, but a lot of my trusted friends are actually from the digital realm these days. But what makes them trusted and what makes them so valuable is that they are the people I can turn to for honest, constructive criticism. Because it's not helpful in a creative endeavor when people only tell you what they think you want to hear. I mean, it feels good in the moment, but it really is counterproductive. It gives you a completely wrong view of where you stand on things, which can just lead to silly embarrassment. But worse than that, it means that you can't hone your craft. You can't develop your skills. You can't get better. Because if you think you're perfect, what would you change? Now, obviously, being torn to shreds and being told you're an idiot is useless too, right? So there's this fine line between being told, ah, you're grand, regardless of reality, and being told, this is rubbish, regardless of reality, right? In between those two things is the thing of value. It is the honest, constructive criticism. It is the person who can say to you, in a way that is not spiteful or mean or hurtful, that's not your best work. Actually, that composition really doesn't work for me. I don't find that interesting at all. I don't know where to look. Those colours don't work. I think you wanted that to be a peaceful photograph, but it isn't. Or, this is nice, but what if it was a bit more contrasty, you know? This is okay, but what if you tweaked the, what if you cropped it a little bit like this? Or, I see what you were going for, but I think you missed. Maybe try shoot it again, but this time change something. Or, have you considered, you know, going back to that place? and? doing something else, right? It is... Having someone who knows that your relationship with them is good enough that they can say, "Mm, I don't think so. Or, how about? Or, maybe try. And the flip side of that is, A, it's really constructive to help you learn if you can get honest criticism. But the flip side of that is when that same person tells you that you've nailed it, 
you know that it's a that that you you know you have because if you hadn't, they'd have told you. So you know those trusted friends are extremely important, and of course the other, as well as offering honest critique, which is massively valuable. The other thing that a trusted friend gives you is genuine advice, right? If I have a question, these are the people I know I can ask. And they'll tell me what they really think. And, you know, that is very valuable too. And then the third circle of people who definitely support my photography is the community at large, which is, frankly, 100% online. And I know that there exists on the internet an awful lot of vile toxicity. But that's a subset of the internet. If you take the time and effort to curate your social connections, to just leave online communities that are toxic, like there's no one telling you you have to be in that Flickr group. You tried it, it was full of a-holes. Leave. Someone posts a snotty comment, block them, unfollow them. You don't have to follow everyone on social media. Just follow the people who whose worldview aligns with yours. So I very, very much remove myself from toxic digital stuff, right? There's someone on the internet and they're wrong. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's a lot of people on the internet who are really wrong. I do not... I couldn't care less. Like, really, it's not my place to turn the planet into nice people. But the internet's also full of absolutely wonderful people. And they tend to... Whenever they tend to congregate... In, it's almost like a gravitational attraction. You know, stars are formed when something nudges some gas close enough that gravity takes over and they clump together. Well, good people online stumble about blindly between, you know, not so good communities. And once one or two of them find each other, you get this like gravity of nice people. And you end up creating these communities where toxicity is not tolerated and, you know, decency is. It's not just tolerated, it's encouraged. It's, it's part of, it's the norm. Well, when you find those communities, treasure them, join them, take part. And if you're in a community and it's not working for you, just sod off. I, I refuse to be pressured into being a member of a community that I don't find productive. I'll just leave. And that same sort of thing sort of works on the individual level too. When you meet someone online who you may never meet in physical space, doesn't matter. If you meet someone online who's, you know, who's a good person, who uh, uh, the phrase Alison likes to use is our people. If you meet someone who's our people, treasure them, hang on to them, you know, to help what you can share, you know, seek out and cultivate relationships with the good people. And my advice, look, not my advice. Who might give advice? My approach, which I have found sanity saving, is not to battle the bad eggs, just ignore them. I just, life is too short for internet trolls. 
Just ignore them. Let them be wrong. Let them be stupid. Just ignore them. Find those places where good people gravitate and add yourself to the gravity field. Ooh, I didn't plan this analogy, but I quite like it. Um, you know, Add yourself to the gravity field and suck more good people in and treasure the good and just ignore the toxic. Yeah, it's there. But there's so much good out there. Don't, you know, don't let people say, oh, the internet's ruined the world. Mm, nah, the world was always full of good and bad. The internet's full of good and bad. Seek out the good, treasure it. And it can be, you know, the internet can be a place where you get genuine support and genuinely useful information, useful feedback. It can be a healthy community to support your photography. Um, I guess I've probably rambled on long enough. I, I said this is slightly unusual show because... Uh, there won't really be any show notes. There's no point in my saying go to letstashtalk.e for detailed show notes, because frankly there aren't. I was thinking about some stuff. I thought it might be fun to share. So I've shared it. And that's kind of it. I guess what I will say is do go to letstashtalk.e not to find detailed show notes, because you won't find any. Um, but instead... What you will find is a collection of large blue buttons under the heading Support the Show. Many of you do, and I greatly appreciate it. You guys are an example of people on the internet who rock, right? I have never met the vast, the vast, vast, vast majority of you who support the show. I have never met and probably never will. But you make my life better, and I hope that the reason you support my podcast is because I in some teeny tiny way make your life a little bit nicer. I hope so. So there's an example of some positive feedback. Anyway, if you have ever supported my podcasting in any way whatsoever, thank you. Right? It's about people who support. That's you. So thank you. And support is a vast menu, a panoply of different things right it is tweeting about the show it is telling telling another human being in person about the show it is sending me some feedback sending me a question um you know constructive feedback is always welcome and then of course there is the reality that we live in a world where money is a thing and it is not my intention to be a professional podcaster i have a profession i'm an it guy what I want out of photography is a creative outlet that doesn't cost money. I just want it to break even. That, that's it. And that's approximately where we are with this, with this show and the Apple show. They approximately break even. And for that, I am extremely grateful. Right? There are bills coming every month and there are donations and support that comes in every month. And one pretty much matches the other. In fact, there's usually a little bit more, which means that when, you know, things break, when I need a new mic, when I need a new boom arm, when I need some new software, there's usually a little bit extra in the pot. And so it breaks even in the larger sense. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who make that possible in any which way, shape or form. Okay, well, as I say, I've run out of script because I didn't have a script. So what I will say is, ooh, I almost said a Jerry Springer there and say, treasure each other. 
be nice, but do, you know, take the time to think about who it is who supports your photography and thank them, you know, be grateful for them and maybe take the time to cultivate a few more relationships in the broader community, engage a little bit more and find more of our people. Because we're out there on the internet, all over the place. Anyway, until we speak again, happy snapping. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and good evening. This is Gads for the MyMac Podcast. And we know you have your pick of high-quality downloadable audio content, and we appreciate that you choose ours. Quite right, Old Bean. This is Guy, and we're here to say that the MyMac Podcast is the right choice to make. Intelligent, cultured, and downloaded by only the finest and most educated people. Indeed. In fact, we restrict our delightful missives to only those best suited... Guy, I can't go on with this. Who are we kidding? The MyMac Podcast is probably one of the most accessible shows about OS X and iOS there is. Gaz, we're trying to up our reputation here. Oh, shut it. Listen, folks, tired of tech podcasts that talk over your head and go on too long, taking themselves so seriously, you'd think they were the ones making the product? Then you should listen to the MyMac.com podcast. At least three good chuckles per segment. If my math is right, that's about ten laughs per show. Right. Because three times three is ten. Sometimes I really wonder about you, Guy. No need to wonder where to find the podcast. Just go to iTunes and search for my Mac. Subscribe and jump into the fun. You know, we're part of the Stoplight Network, and there are a lot of important people there. Well, we did say we hardly know anyone important. Though there was that time I was less than 30 feet away from the Waz, and I could have sworn we made eye contact. Most likely, he was having stomach cramps. Yeah, that would explain why he was doubled over at the time. Check out the Stoplight Network and the MyMac.com podcast. Enjoy it. Over a copper.